Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to Shaq. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. And he's going to G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast, playoff edition, NBA draft edition as well. My name is Mitch Casey. You can find me at Ball Boys NBA on Twitter. And I'm joined as always as my, with my good mate, Cal. How you doing, man? Doing pretty well, my man. Exciting show today. Lots to catch up on. We, we obviously hasn't, haven't recorded since the playoffs have started. Um, I suppose it's a bit hard to like react to playoff stuff where every day there's there's something different happening and and you know the second we record on a Monday night or whatever and the next day it's a different result so um, just just checking in about the playoffs every once in a while but how have you gone you're, you're twenty twenty dollars lighter than last time we recorded um, th- thanks for reminding everyone I did lose I, I um. It was the bet against Miami Heat. I thought they could bring it out, dominate the Bucks like they did last year, but obviously not the case. Pretty, pretty disappointed, my not, boys. And yeah. They got swept. They, they, <laughs> they did. They got they got brushed aside by the uh, by the Bucks, who came out and dominated. Um, I was even surprised by that. I, I thought the the Heat had something else in them rather than what they dished up. But hey, I'm not complaining. I got my twenty dollars, <laughs> and. Uh, and here we go. We're on. <laughs> Maybe it's just um, the secret's Jay Crowder. Maybe he's one of the best players in the league. I don't know. He's doing pretty well in the Suns. Did pretty well exactly, last year with yeah. Miami um, against the Bucks. He's the he's the next. Who who was the last guy that was on the Warriors and then the Raptors? What, what was that? Pat McCaw. He's the he's the next Pat McCaw or something. <laughs> the ultimate glue guy. <laughs> the glue guy that that brings the team together, <laughs> catapults them to the finals. Who knows? Maybe it is. I mean, he's a good three and D guy. Um, but how, how have you been enjoying the playoffs, Cal? You've been, you've been watching a few games and here and there. I know it's hard with our work schedule, but have you managed to, to check in and tune in to some of the highlight games? I've, I've watched a few. There's a few series um, that's definitely piqued my interest. Yep. I, I'm a big fan of the, of the Hawks-Philly matchup. That's actually one of my yep. favorites. Um, I also really enjoy watching the Suns team. I'm really kind of jumping aboard with the oh. Suns. So those are kind of my top two, the, the Jazz and Clippers um, I'm actually kind of intrigued with as well because Kawhi is kind of stepping yeah. up and improving himself. So it's, 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 there's some great series um, all going around. And th- yes. the one I was most keen for was the the Nets and Milwaukee, which has now taken a- another turn being like, you know, mm. Brooklyn are going to, are they going to sweep him? And, and now they've got an injury with Kyrie, injury with James Harden. So they could be going, they could be out due to injury. Yeah. Well, uh, so I guess, I guess we'll start there. Like let's start there. It's the, it's the most juicy matchup of the, the second round. Yeah. I mean, it still could be. I mean, we know that Kyrie and Harden have been ruled out for game five, which, which sucks. So, and um, where's that one being played in Brooklyn, I believe. So, you know, I'm not ruling out the possibility of Brooklyn still coming out and winning that game and Kevin Durant just saying, fuck you to everyone and coming out and just putting the team on his back and drops 45, 50 points and sort of pulls his team over the line. I'm not ruling that out. 
you'd have to think that Milwaukee are the favorites now just with some of those injuries. But I don't know. From what I've seen, I'm still not... I don't think it's like an easy pick now. I still I still think it's a bit of a coin flip. Where, where are you at with this series in terms of like, what do you think is going to be the, the swing factor and, and who do you think is going to take it? I think if James Harden and Kyrie can't come back, it's you got to go the Bucks, right? You just have to. Yeah. But I, I, if they were healthy, then that's would definitely win. They were looking so good. The first two games weren't really even that competitive. Um, Without were, James Harden, yeah. Um, well, he's still like, ruled out, isn't he? Like, I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm saying I'm saying they won the first two games with James Harden playing like 12 seconds or whatever yeah. it was. Like, yeah. So, in, in the, in, yeah, in yeah. game one. And they, they still yeah. uncomfortably. So I was yep. kind of losing hope on the Bucks, and, and now obviously this turn of events has happened. Game three was interesting, very low scoring. I think it was 80, very low scoring. Which um, to some degree, I guess you can compliment the defense, but uh, it's a bit of an anomaly in terms of um, the Nets offense. So I think you're right with Durant. He, he's lined up for a big game. I, I can see like a 50-point piece from him in the next couple. Um, mm. But I'd still probably back the Bucks at this point. With the uncertainty. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is tough because we don't know. I mean, both injuries, they're not injuries that you just say, okay, ruled out, they're not coming back this series. They're, there's question marks. I mean, I've mentioned before the NBA's ability to, to rehab hamstring injuries um, to me and historically has been pretty bad, at least compared to other other areas in the world. But um, So I'm, I'm a bit more concerned with James Harden. Um, Kyrie, it's, it's an ankle sprain. It's, it's something that... Um, you know, of course, there are definitely varying degrees. I haven't had a chance to see if it's like a grade two, or grade three, or whatever, um, or, or grade one. So he could be back depending on the severity of that injury. But I don't know. It definitely favors the Bucks. The first two games, I thought I was getting ready for a sweep, really. I was getting ready for a four or five game matchup because the Bucks were just, they were playing right into the hands of the Nets. Like they were pushing the pace, launching threes. Their offense looks slack and lazy. There was like one pass shot, one pass shot. And I feel like if you go up against this Brooklyn team with that kind of pace, you're playing right into their hands, especially when you've got multiple all-stars. Whereas I think now when there's just the Durant factor, you can afford to play a bit more at that fast pace because they don't have as many lethal weapons coming the other way. So for that reason, it, it definitely helps the Bucks because they can play their brand of basketball a bit more, which is very fast pace. You wouldn't really think about it because they're known as a good defensive team, but they love to get up and down the court. They bomb threes all the time. Um, so I think, I think the nature of them not having any firepower allows them to play more at their pace rather than what they had to do in game three, which was slow it right down and play a slow, slower brand of basketball, which I think was a good adjustment by them and, and sort of hats off to them for making that adjustment. So, um, but yeah, very interesting. Lots of, lots of turns and shakeups with this one. How many games do you think Milwaukee needs to get it done? Do you reckon they get it done in six? Um, I think it's going to go six or seven. Uh, well, obviously. I know it's two. It's two, isn't it? It has to. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably say at this yeah. point it's going to go... Probably, I guess they can pull it off in six. They just need to win the next couple. They've won two in a row now. Yeah. Keep the momentum going. Um, but in the back of my mind, I do think one of these next two will be a Durant game. Will be like a Durant 50 piece. Yeah. So, look. Yeah, it's it's a flip of the coin for me. I, I, just what I saw in the first two games, I was very, very down on the Bucks and what, what they could produce. And it just really didn't look competitive. 
So I'm still giving the Nets a chance, assuming that one of James and Kyrie can come back for game six. If if they win the next game, if, if Brooklyn win the next game, I think they win the series. I, I really think whoever wins this next game is going to win the series, basically, is what, what it's going to come down to, um, which is high stakes. Because if you win this game, you afford another game for James and, and Kyrie to come back. And if you lose it, well, then you've, you've either got to force them to come back early or obviously they won't be ready. So, um, yeah, it's just tough. So I think they, they've got to win this next game. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I don't even think because like Kyrie was the ankle thing. Like he relies on his ankles so much. I don't know what he's going to yeah. be like. I mean, you can stretch it. I, obviously, they had the best medical treatment possible. So, yeah, it's um, it's a tricky one. But I, like, I think it's a flip of coin as well. I, I'm not too too sure yeah. who to go with at this point. Yeah, well, we'll see. By the time this podcast comes out, the the game might already be decided. It's on tomorrow, um, our time, ten thirty in the morning for us, ten thirty over there in, in America. So, um. Unfortunately, we'll both be stuck at work, so we'll have to watch the game uh, afterwards. Um, not one that I can get home to, unfortunately, but um, we'll be very interesting. I'm, I'm going to be trying to avoid spoilers to watch this game uh, in the afternoon, so I can uh, sit back and watch it all unfold. Very, very keen to see that happening. Let's, let's move on to another series. We'll stick in the East here. You said this one piqued your interest a lot, especially today. The Philadelphia versus Atlanta Hawks. Now, I've been on the record saying that Philly is my pick to win everything. Um, I'm going to just start the conversation by saying I still, that's still my pick. Um, um, I picked Philly to win the series in six. With it going back to Philadelphia, I still think that that could happen, but um, I'm maybe a little bit less confident, but I'm still picking my pick because I think Embiid's playing heavy minutes anyway, and that was my biggest worry was was him playing minutes and, and being healthy um what are your thoughts on this series um uh, look your pick is starting to look pretty good but i mean look i was picking the nets and injuries are derailing them so yeah I'm not gonna yeah well it's hard to <laughs> no it's, it's hard to predict those sort of things but yeah yeah but they're looking good it look, i reckon the series is going seven this series looks like a great series trey young's killing it um i love watching these games as well this the kind of defensive weapons that philly are throwing at trey um, it does hurt that Danny Green is out a little bit. I think it hurts him a bit. Yeah, that does that does hurt a little bit. I think it's going to have more minutes for Matisse Thybulle, who who, um, who made the yep. all-defensive second team today, by the way. So yes, he did. He did. Him. That was announced just today. Yeah. So, congrats. But um, it's it's obviously a, not the not the floor spacer that Danny Green is, though. No. Well, he's 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 still a bit of a heat check, which I guess Danny is too. He, I think it was yeah. game one. He shot a few threes and he looked pretty good. Yeah. Um. And, and that game one was really interesting. Towards the end, like, Philly really turned on their defense and, you know, full court pressed it. Um, they're, they're obviously trying to get the ball out of Trey Young's hands a bit more than yeah. New York Knicks did. I, I just like this series. I think Trey Young's kind of yeah. like the one guy that, for some reason, I love to hate a little bit. Just, like, his attitude just, like, kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit, but I still kind of love Does it. Does it? It's like, I don't know. It's, yeah. just, it's such a love-hate. So It's entertaining. It's just entertaining to watch. And he he's won me over. Like I had question marks of him going into the playoffs. I think we were. I picked the Knicks initially in in the first round um, because I wasn't I wasn't sure how Trey was going to go. I thought he'd be exposed on defense, but they've done a really good job of sort of like hiding him away and then keeping him fresh on offense. And he's obviously been running the show. Eighteen assists today, um, just absolute clinic. So 
he's he's really impressed me, and he's he stood up and said, "Look, I'm I'm legit." Um, Luca's out. You traded me for Luca. He's out. I'm still in. Um, <laughs> so shutting up. Round, so. That's right. Yeah, and and here we are with Trey Young. So maybe Atlanta won that trade. I don't know. <laughs> some some might have a little bit of a merit to it now, but um, yeah, no. Trey Young's Trey Young's you're legit. I'm I'm very happy with what he's been doing, and I, I like the dog in him. I like the the bowing and the MC uh, uh, Madison Square Garden. I like the um, sort of banter that he's throwing out there. So. Um, uh, I enjoy it. It's good theater. He, um, he reminds me a bit of Steve Nash. And I think that's what he said. He replicated his game after at the, at the pre, like the draft yeah. on draft day. He was like, Steve Nash is the guy I, I feel I look up to. And that, that was his comp. Yeah. It was him. And then there was the Steph Curry comp, but that was always ridiculous because Steph is one of a kind. Well, I thought like um, the media were loving the Steph Curry comp. They're like, Oh, it's a guy. Who can they, shoot. they, they, yeah, they, he, they he fed into it. But like, who do you see yourself? And I'm pretty sure he said Steve Nash and, and you look yeah. at it and it, you can see it. You can definitely see this. You can action. definitely see it. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. You can see it. Um, so you think seven games? You think Philly still scrapes by though? I think Philly scrapes by. But the one big thing is, you can never trust Joel Embiid's health. So look, I would not. Yeah. Look, if he goes down for a game, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. the Hawks do actually sneak in here. Yeah, look, I, I haven't. It's tough with these Eastern Conference games because they're obviously on early in the day, and, and both of us are working, so we don't get to watch as many of these games. I do get to watch more of the Western Conference games getting home a bit earlier in the day, but so I haven't actually watched him play that much. But I, I'm seeing him put up big numbers. Oh, I'm seeing good. him. He, you wouldn't even tell yeah, that he's injured. Apparently. From the highlights, he looks he looks great. Yeah, um, so. And it's like being a meniscus injury is someone who works in that sort of area. There's a varying degrees of them, but you can play on a, on a, on a torn or a um, sort of injured meniscus it just it just depends on pain levels and if you can get through the pain levels it's fine and, and you, you can get a jab and things like that um, so I'm not too concerned um, obviously he's a big dude um, so those leg injuries obviously carry more weight but I'm, I'm optimistic about his chances to continue playing these kind of minutes and, and, and getting himself through. Obviously, if they can win in six and get there sooner so he can get a little bit more rest, then that would be optimal. But I'm cautiously optimistic about Embiid's injury. I'm picking, I'm picking we'll Philly in seven. But um, as I said, okay. if Joel goes down, Hawks could sneak in. I think that's always the asterisk. We've got to assume health, and right now he's playing, so we've got to assume that. So um, I'm actually going to pick them in six. I think that they they get it done. Um, it's been close. It's been competitive. They're going back to Philadelphia now. They're going to win that game, and I think Embiid, Ben Simmons, Doc, they're going to they're going to close it out in six personally. But I, I could see it. You know, it could easily go to seven, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pick six. Stick with my original pick. Let's move over to the West. Let's talk about the uh, the bright now Suns. <laughs> um, first off, jump on board, Cal. I'm 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 all aboard. Like all our teams are gone. The Celtics <laughs> obviously got knocked out. The Heat got swept. Um, you know, uh, Jermaine's Lakers are out. You know, the Knicks are out. All our teams, the Ball Boys teams, are all out. So we've got no one left to cheer for. So. Of all the teams that I'm jumping on, this is this is my bandwagon team. I'm jumping on the Suns. I'm hoping for them to go all the way. Me too, and I think it's very realistic at this point. Very realistic. That uh, they yeah, go I, all the way. 
I think that they're going to make it out of the West at this point. I think that they're actually going to make the NBA Finals. They're playing the best basketball out of any team. They've, I just love their roster. I mean, I know Chris Paul's getting a lot of the credit and you know deservedly so. He had an amazing series against Denver. Um, but this team is so well constructed, you know, from from top to bottom, really, in terms of how it's built. And, and I want to I want to talk about this team. We're going to be talking about draft a little bit later, but there's a lot of good fit guys on on this sort of team that um, we'll talk about as comparisons in the draft. But um, yeah, just loving the Suns. They're so fun. Like they're so fun to watch. Campaign coming off the bench, whacking in threes. Um, DeAndre Ayton just dominating big like the big men. Like you know, it's so fun to watch Chris Paul just do his thing. Now he's looking healthier with the shoulder. Um, yeah, and the crowd loves it, so I'm I'm all in on Phoenix. Look, Chris Paul and his shoulder is completely healthy, obviously. Um, yeah, and you didn't yeah. even mention my boy D Book. I love watching yeah, D Book. That's, he's a that's true it. scorer. He's like one of the best mid range guys in the game, and yep. I'm so happy that he's elevating his game. Chris Paul and him, such a good fit. Um, they they really are so fun. I love watching DeAndre Ayton as well. He's a hustler. He plays hard. Um, was he worth the number one pick? Obviously, they should have taken Luka Doncic, but. Look, he's still a good fit. He's a great fit for this team. Yeah. He's going to have a very good career. He's just a solid center. He just can kind of do a bit of everything. Great screens, rolls to the rim, can dunk, good yep. defense. Good defense, um, yeah. And he did a good job in Jokic as well. He didn't really get in foul trouble like a lot of the bigs do. So, and that's, yeah. that's a I mean, Jokic, Jokic is going to get his, and, and he made, but he made him work for it. And he, and he you know, gave a little bit on offense on the other end as well. So I think that's all you can ask for from, you know, what's his, it's his third year now. Um, so I think he's doing a great job. And I uh, also want to give a shout out to Mikhail Bridges, who's one of my favorite players of theirs. Just, um, you know, one of their glue guys, great shooter, great defender does a lot of the little things so yeah just all around and jay crowder our, our glue guy of the century the next um the next pat mccall um yeah just yeah they, they seem to they seem to all fit and complement each other really really well they go seven or eight deep and um yeah just just great to see them go i would love to see chris paul just at least make the finals has has he made has he made the conference finals before never never so this is yeah, his first conference, conference finals? He, he, with Houston, right. he has, but he's never made the finals. Right, yes. Never, that, that's what he yeah. needs to achieve, get to the, the finals. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, just to get to the finals would be a huge achievement for him. So I'm, I'm pulling for that. Um, he, no one, like, he's one of the hardest working guys in the NBA, and um, you can really tell that he wants it. He, he, he's passionate about getting there, so I'm, I'm rooting for him. Um, but let's also talk about Denver. Obviously, they got knocked out. Jokic ejected um, to finish his MVP season. He joined Steph as the only MVP to be ejected on their last game of the season. Um, That's so, a great stat. I know. There you go. <laughs> Although I don't think, actually, I think I might have stuffed that. I don't think Steph, it was his last game, but only MVP to be ejected in the playoffs. Um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on, on Denver and their season and, and how it's all wrapped up? Um, I, think, I think personally they... They did well just to make it to the second round. I thought they'd put up a better fight, personally. I think I, I think in my, I tweeted out my predictions when the series was starting. I picked Phoenix in, I think it was six or seven. Um, so I thought they'd do more, but Phoenix just a humming. Mm. Sweep, get the get the broom out. Um, I feel like yeah, Chris Paul just attacked. He just knows what he's such they a had no guard. answer. They didn't have an answer for him. He, he whenever he nah. switched to Michael Porter Jr., I feel like he just cooked him every time. Yeah. So that, that yeah. was a glaring weakness for Denver 
on that side, which a lot of other teams didn't quite, you know, make the most of to their full extent, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, look, the future for Denver is, is a question mark. Um, I feel like Aaron Gordon did not look good at all in this series. He had, sometimes he'd, he'd post up a bit and he'd look all right. He'd try and attack the smaller guys, but... Do you know why? Because Aaron Gordon is not good. And I've been beating this drum. He is not <laughs> good. He's not good. Sure, he's an okay defender, but what else does he do? Anyway, just, I'm just starting my to little believe you. Look, I'm starting to get on board, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I was disappointed by Michael Porter Jr. as well. I feel like, yeah, he had his moments, especially like the first few games, um, but sort of... Got got quieter. Didn't didn't have as good a series uh, clearly as he had it against Portland. So, which you know we we, we were asking, what is he a second year player, third year player? Technically, I think he's technically a third year player, but he's only really played two seasons. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot to ask for a young player like that, and and he has done well. Um, but yeah, I just don't think that they, they had no answer for Chris Paul. Like the the pick and roll mid range jump shot. They, they had no answer for it. They, they couldn't guard him. Jokic wasn't able to get up um, and contest. And when he did, he'd just, you know, dish it off to DeAndre Ayton or, or someone cutting through. And it was just, it torched them the entire series and, and they never really could adjust. So, um, sucks for them. But I think with Jamal Murray back, hopefully next year, um, that they'll have another run at it for a number of seasons. We've sort of said they've got a bright future. I want to ask this question to you, Kale. Who does Phoenix want to see in the conference finals? Who would they rather verse up against the Clippers or the Utah Jazz? It's a good question. I, I guess I'd probably say Utah. I don't know. I don't know why, but I just think they'd prefer Utah. Um, Donovan Mitchell. I'm not sure if he he's he still killed it today again. He put 37 points up again. Yeah. So he's putting up such a ridiculous run these playoffs I mean similar to last yep. playoffs obviously there was that seven game series against Denver and he averaged he got like what two 50 point games or there was that mm. dual 50 point game between him and Jamal as well so yep. he, he's obviously he's... proving himself but I still feel like what, what Kawhi did in those game sixes and game seven in the first round oh, I'm, st- I'm just still crazy. I'm scared of Kawhi like if, if I'm going up oh, against I think them, everyone should be I'm scared yep. of him and, and not only that but Paul George is actually He's, he's doing his number two option thing that he should be doing. So yeah. when you got a, a healthy Kawhi who's dominating like he did in, in his champion, you know, most recent Toronto championship with a good-looking Paul George and, and a team that, like, I kind of like their team too. I like Man. Um, I actually quite like Luke Kennard. Can, he, can Kennard get more minutes, please? Like, is anyone listening yeah, to oh, me? Yeah, I, I like Luke Kennard I lo- too. I love yeah. Luke Kennard. I think... Give that man more minutes. Um, yeah, he, I think he deserves a few minutes, especially when he's shooting well. So, yeah, and um, the problem is on defense, though. That's the thing. The fact that I don't have Ibaka actually, obviously, this team would, I think would be a lock for the finals if they had Ibaka. Yeah, so that does. Yeah, I think he's they're missing him a lot, and I think he's been ruled out for the rest of the season. I believe yeah, you're right. Um, so it's a bit of a hit yeah. to them. Yeah, that does suck. Um, and, and they've been playing a lot of centerless lineups recently. They they recently made the shift to start Nicholas Batum over. Um, uh, Zubach so I think I think you're right I think they probably do want to verse Utah more because in my opinion that um, Clippers obviously their their defense is predicated on switching and they're all like similar heights kind of players and from especially what I saw in the Denver series that Chris Paul pick and roll or that Devin Booker pick and roll um, just worked a lot when they can when they can get their 
preferred matchup off that, um, either switch or if they can get Nikola Jokic sort of coming out or, or being afraid to come out. I don't think that there's they're not going to be able to get exploit that against um, the Clippers because obviously they're going to switch. They're all similar size. They're, they're going to be able to get low and, and switch. I think that will work against Phoenix better than it worked against, say, like um, say like a, a Luka Doncic who who sort of feasted on those kind of matchups. But um, it is always interesting. I always wonder how much we can ask of Kawhi to also do on the defensive end. You know, obviously he, you he want him guarding up, Donovan Mitchell. In game six and seven. In, in the he, he did, fourth, yeah. Uh, when he when quarter, he when he quarter. is asked to, and and I think that's just what they've got to do, especially here with Donovan. Um, but. At what point is it like just too much for him? Because like he's we're, we're asking a lot of him because he's clearly their best offensive option. He's clearly their best defensive option. Um, you know how long can he how long can he keep doing it? And uh, I think he can keep doing it the whole way through personally. But um, I guess it remains to be seen. Let's let's touch on this series now. Who, who have you got out of Utah and and Clippers? I'm gonna go the Clippers. Um, it's gonna be a close one though. I'm, I reckon. Maybe yep. six or seven again. I'm really excited for these. Um, it's it's another one where the home team hasn't. Um, oh no, sorry. It's two. No, this two is the opposite. Two, two, yeah, yeah. Two, sorry. Yeah. Two, yeah. So the home team's won all the games so far. Yeah. So and opposite to um, the last Clippers series. <laughs> yeah. Same same way that it's gone, except just in reverse, because the Clippers lost the first two and then won the last two. Same again here, but now they're doing it at home. So they love to get down to an O2 start. The clips, but <laughs> maybe a bit of fatigue. I'm not sure. Yeah, but, I'm um, picking them. I just think, I just think they're, I just think Kawhi is the better player in the series. And even though Donovan's been killing it, sometimes a series is one that's on the best player. And I think this is yeah. one of those series. Yeah. Look, I I picked the Clippers too. I, I picked the Clippers in the beginning to make the finals. I now think the Suns have a better chance, just because I thought that the Clippers would make getting to this point look a lot easier than what they have. The loss of Serge Barker also hurts. Um, I'm not confident, but I originally picked the Clippers in six in this series. I think it now probably goes seven. Um, but I think I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. I think, I think I'm still with the Clippers. I think, yeah, especially if they decide to just clamp down on Donovan with, with Kawhi. I don't know if they, the Utah have the rest of the firepower to sort of match with what the Clippers do have. Um, Players like Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Where the fuck's Reggie he's Jackson come from? It. Reggie, he's yeah. been absolutely killing it from three-point range. My God. Yeah, hot. He's getting hot. Um, didn't see that coming, but <laughs> all, all the power to him. Uh, I'll ask you this, Cal. Where's Where's playoff Rondo been? What's What's he doing? Um, I think honestly, I just think Terrence Mann's just a better energy kind of guy off the bench. And and look, as I said before, Luke Kennard, he can handle the ball too. I just think yeah. you just have to play it. You don't need the point guard. Um, put Rondo in for you know teens in terms of the minutes, fifteen minutes or something, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But he he's not a guy that close. I don't think you need him. Kawhi's your man. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I think I think yeah, he's definitely not needed in this series and probably not in the next series either as much as what like the Lakers needed him last year. So um, yeah, all, all very interesting to see how it all how it all pans out. So I guess. If our predictions are true, we've got who do we have? Clippers and Phoenix in the conference finals, and then did you say you're going Bucks? Um, at this point, I'm gonna have to say Bucks because of the uncertainty. Okay, so Bucks and Let's, Philly is what I'm thinking as well. Yeah. So who who would you pick out of Bucks and Philly? I'm gonna go Philly. 
Um, the Joel yep. Embiid element obviously is a question mark, but Philly. Obviously, there's an asterisk there. Is yeah. who I think will probably be out of the East at this point. I just don't see. I still think Giannis just has such a glaring weakness in mm. his game. I just the free throws, man. Do they just they they driving me it's nuts? Shocking. And I just I just have no confidence in this shot ever. So I just yeah. In a seven game series against a very very good team, I don't think he can get you over the hump in a conference finals. Yeah, he's been in the conference finals before and he lost. I believe it was to. Um, Kawhi, wasn't it? Or was that the second round? Yeah, uh, yeah that was the second round, I believe. Round. I believe that was second round. Has he made a actually, I have to fact or? check that. I'm not sure. I'll have to actually check that. I'm, I, I can't remember the last time if it was... I think it, I'm pretty sure it was second round. I have a feeling he's made the conference finals once. And... And, oh, no, I'm thinking I'm thinking it was Philadelphia beat... Uh, were lost in Game 7 to Toronto, and then they versed Bucks yeah, afterwards right. and, 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 and then beat them fairly convincingly. And Kawhi obviously looked like the better player, like he is, because he doesn't yeah, have a weakness yeah. like Giannis does. So I, I, I'd, I'd pick Philly. <laughs> I'm going to have to go Philly. Yeah, look, it's funny. I I picked Philly initially to make it all the way because I thought they were going to be versing the Brooklyn Nets. But if they were to verse Milwaukee, I actually think that's a tougher matchup for them. I think the matchup suits them better if they verse Brooklyn because of their ability to defend a bit better. They've got three players in the all-defensive team. Um, And then you throw in players like, you know, um, Tobias Harris, who's a a very solid defender. they had Danny Green there, who obviously is out injured at the moment. But, you know, like they're, they're a very solid defensive team. So I thought that they could match up well with Brooklyn. I think, like, who guards Giannis? Is it, is it Ben Simmons? It's, it's it... got to be Ben Simmons on the perimeter, surely. Yeah. <clears throat> but you've got you to do team I'd defense. Say, I'd say so perimeter. too. Yeah. Like, you've got to build, yeah, build I... that wall. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, I still think it would be them, but I actually think it'd be harder than, than if they were to come up against Brooklyn, especially, I guess, considering the injuries. But... Um, even if they were healthy, I think it's a tougher matchup per se. Uh, but still, we'll be excited either way. So, I guess that leads us to a, a Phoenix Philadelphia finals. Quick one: who, who do we think would win that matchup? We'll obviously touch on this when it does come final finals, and if we are correct. But who would you pick in that series? Um, I, I weirdly am going to have to go for. Um, <laughs> I think Phoenix can win it all. I honestly think that they should really kind of be the favorites. I don't know why, but there's so much uncertainty. They're playing the best. And they're playing so well. They're already in the conference yeah. finals. I have no idea what's happening in those other rounds. Like, it really could... Obviously, we have our preference, but I mean, yeah. with the Nets who they're, come they're out, not... you, you never know. Like, as I said, the Hawks could steal one if Joel goes down. Like, you don't know. But yeah, there's a lots, of, lots of uncertainty in those other series. I think it is close. Yeah, the Suns um, are playing so well. D-Book's a winner. DeAndre Ayton, if he's gone up against Joel. That's a good guy to throw against Joel Embiid. Let's face it. So, yeah. It's it'll be a tough matchup for him. He's I mean we've got to remember he's still young, so I think I think that is a tough matchup. Um, you know, does does Ben Simmons lock up um, Booker? That'd be good to see. Like, I don't I know. It'd be a great yeah. matchup. It will be. I think it'll be a fantastic matchup. I think I, I, I'm rooting for that to be the finals. Um, I think we're all on the anti Nets wagon just just for <laughs> anti super teams. <laughs> But um, we'll see how it all works, works out. I think I'm still on Philadelphia. I picked them at the start. I'm going to ride them the whole way. I'll be very happy if Phoenix wins. I think that was where, that's where my heart wants to go, but my head's saying Philly. Um, I will point out that before the playoffs, I did, this is um, when we knew where the seeds were, I asked you hypothetically if there was a Utah Suns matchup, um, who would you pick, you know, the 1v2 seed? And you did say um, Utah. You said Utah would beat them. Obviously, you Did I say that? You, you, obviously, you okay, revised yeah. that. 
because I, I have revised that because I was like, you got to go to the Suns, and and you said Utah, so. Yeah, well, no, good on you. I'm, I'm, I'm revised. I, I, I will if if I did say that, I'll, I'll tip my hat to you with the the foresight. Um, <laughs> but I just, I, I think they're they they've got more weapons on Phoenix now that I've, I've, you know. And to be fair, I'll point myself out. I didn't watch too much Phoenix in the regular season. Uh, I must admit, um, I was sort of a a bit of a hater. You could say wasn't believing it yet. But um, I've seen enough now. I've seen enough in the playoffs and the big moments that. And yeah, they're just so fun to watch. So all aboard Phoenix, all aboard Phoenix. Let's move over to um, our next topic. And this is going to be our, our big topic of the evening. Um, we're talking NBA draft and NBA draft, big board 1.0. Um, obviously, you and I, we're both big NBA fans. Uh, I don't know about you, but personally, I don't watch a whole lot of college basketball, at least while the NBA season is going, but I really do love draft season. I almost love it more than like the playoffs. I don't know. There's something about it. There's something about that I love the NBA draft. I always take the day off work and and pull a sickie um, and, and watch the draft. I don't know. There's something about these players getting picked to their teams. There's often some fun trades going on. So I love this time of year. I love getting stuck into the research and evaluating the prospects but so we're going to go through our big board lottery so just the top 14 picks um i, I don't know about you cal but i've broken mine up into tiers have you done that have you done something similar uh, well there's a clear tier one and then and then yeah. after that i've kind of just left it and just kept going yeah yeah okay so I'll, I'll break mine down into tiers you can tell me if you disagree or not we haven't spoken yet about our our um, sort of prospects and where we think they should be ranked. So we'll, we'll be reacting organically. So, uh, and if you have any questions or anything or anyone that we left off, please hit us in the comments. Um, if you are keen on the NBA draft, we're going to be covering it all up and day up until the actual draft day and beyond. So subscribe, give the video a like, and um, let's get started, Cal. Let's let's get jump straight into it. Um, I think this number one is pretty easy. Who who have you got at number one? You're going to give me a layup and let me have the number one pick? Yeah, yeah, you can have the layup. <laughs> I'm going to have to go... I'll, I'll um, throw the lob. Jalen's... No, I'm kidding. I'm going to have to go <laughs> Kay Cunningham, obviously. Um, yeah. He, he's, everyone's been talking about him for a long time now. He's meant to be, yeah. you know, the next, next Luka Doncic or the next Ben Simmons with a jumper, which is a scary thought, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, look, yep. I feel like there's a lot of hype. Um, he starts to prove himself. I'm always about people who prove himself in the actual league, but he, as a yep. prospect, he's the clear number one. I, I think he's the real deal. I'm, I'm super excited for Cade Cunningham. I, like I, I've got in my tier ranking system, I've got tier one. I've got one name, and it's Cade Cunningham. He, he's on. He's in a tier on, of his own. I think no matter what team gets the number one pick, he's he's the player they pick. He'll fit any team. He can play as the big point guard. He can play as a wing who does ball handling. Um, I think and I'll, I'll do some, some player comparisons for each of these guys. I'm not the biggest fan of player comparisons um, in general just because it can sometimes sound like you're either hyping them up or making them sound not as good. And there's usually some differences. But So my, my comparison would be a, a Luka Doncic um, with a bit more defense. Or, scary. <laughs> <laughs> which is scary. Probably not the scorer that Luka Doncic is. Uh, probably doesn't have the, the scoring uh, chops that he does. Um, and the other comparison is a Ben Simmons with a jump shot. But again, probably not as athletic. Probably more of a Luka Doncic level of athleticism. 
Um, so those are two. Those are the two comparisons. Which either one, like that, sounds just horrifying. Six foot eight, two hundred twenty pounds already. Just has it all. He's got the step back jumper. Yeah, just scary. Um, I think he's a he's a future, in my opinion. Just his ceiling is obviously MVP level um, to me personally. Yeah, I can see that ceiling as well. I think um, he looks like an exceptional passer. Can run the offense. Big enough to play defense and like, yeah. He is. It looks like he'll be a good three point shooter as well. He actually shot forty percent from three, oh. um, which is an- and the shots he was taking were not open. You know, kick out, standing still, jump shots. Yeah. He's hitting. He's hitting tough shots. And then every team he was versing were obvious. They, they knew that. Like you know, he had a bit of a target mm. on his back, so it was. Yeah. The defense was homed around him, and he, he still shot forty percent. So that, that is promising. Um. I, I just I just love the passing. I think that's the main thing about this guy. He, he's got great vision with the height, and and that's why yep. I, my I think my playing comparison is like what you touched on is, is Luca, but not quite the scorer. So yeah, I think yeah. Luca could be like you know one of the all timers. So I, I think Luca be a yeah. better. I, I'd get him as a better prospect, obviously. Um, uh, yeah, look, I can see that. I, I I think you can you can probably value Luca's scoring ability a bit more than um, Cade's defensive scoring defensive ability, and obviously Cade hasn't done it on the NBA level yet. I'm projecting forward. Um, but I think he and Cade are going to be the next, you know, LeBron, KD. I think I think this is going to be their league personally uh, from what I've seen. Um, I'm a big, big, big fan of Cade Cunningham's. I think the team who drafts him has a chance of making the playoffs next year. Um, depending on the team, maybe not. Even if it's Detroit? Maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not Detroit or OKC. We'll see. But, um, but well, say OKC's Houston gets him. They, they get someone yeah. at least. Yeah, if Al Horford plays the whole season, but yeah, probably <laughs> probably not Detroit. <laughs> but there's you know if there's one of those bottom teams like say Houston picks him, like that's a that's a pretty scary team, you know, with him and um, you know some of their other players. So yep. yeah, I, I, they they'd make some noise. They'd get close, I, I think. Um, let's move on to the next tier. There's probably not too much discussion to happen with Cade, but this is where I've got I've got three names here. Um, in in my next tier, I've got four okay. names. In my next tier, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see where you go. Interesting, interesting. Um, I'll, I'll name the three, and then I'll throw it up to you. You let, me, you let me know your order, and then the the other player that I've left off. Um, in my in my rankings, I've got at two, Evan Mobley, at three, Jalen Suggs, and at four, Jalen Green. Um, in my next tier, okay. Um, who who have I left off, Cal? That you, you've got. And and let me know if it's in a different order. Um, well, uh, I threw in into that same tier was Jonathan Kaminga. Ah, um, uh, okay. The, the, the good. I thought that might be wing, who it was. Um, young looking wing with a lot of skill, a lot of a lot of, a lot of ceiling. But my order was yeah. a bit different. So okay. run through yours again. I think this. Um, so I had Mobley, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, and then Jalen Green. And I've been I've been personally I've been moving these three. Probably the last two more so back and forward, um, so I'm, I'm I'm okay with with a different order and and that's why they're in the same tier for me. Um, I do think Kaminga's a bit further back in my opinion, but um, who, who, what's your order? I've got Jalen Green at the two. I, just, I love his game. Um, okay, a bit of a combo guard. He's obviously a scorer, and um, that's yes. usually my favorite kind of player. So there's maybe a bit of bias there. <laughs> it, it, no, it sounds like a Callum kind of pick. <laughs> <laughs> it does. He, he, Sounds exactly like Callum kind of pick. He looks like a you know Bradley Beal kind of guy, absolute scorer, yep. can do it all. Like obviously not really a point guard scorer. Um, yeah, <laughs> super athletic. Um, 
really great fader. Uh, I love his game. Yep. I reckon he looks great. So he's my my number two on my board. Okay. And then have I don't hate it. That's a- look. He's in the same tier at least that you had. Yeah. No, I, I don't hate it at all. I, I like. Yeah. Again, they're all pretty close to me. Who's your next? Okay, then I got uh, Jalen Suggs at the number three pick, which I think we agreed okay. on. With Suggs yes, I've got him at three. So ours ours are basically just flipped. Yep. And then, well, I actually have uh, Jonathan Kaminga at the four. And, oh, and Evan Mobley, a bit of disrespect to him at the five. Really? Okay. He, down <laughs> he didn't see that one coming. Sorry, but uh, look. Is, is, that, is, that a, is that a center like phobia? Are you, are you just out on centers? Or... It, it is a bit. Because that, that was my hesitation. I'm out on centers. I've decided if, of these prospects who mm. are in the same tier, I feel like the center should probably most times just fall to the bottom of that, of that list, right? He's a shot blocker. I'll yeah, okay. He can play defense in the perimeter. He averaged like 2.9 blocks a game. Yeah, I think yeah, maybe even three. Yeah, um, he's um he 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 looks he, like I mean Wiseman probably looked like a better athlete coming out of the draft, but this guy's defensive IQ is definitely a lot better. And and that's I, what I would I would have to I would have to disagree with that. I I think this guy's a bit more of a um a better lateral athlete. I think I think Wiseman was a bit like a, he was a better sprinter. Probably may have a bit more of a vertical jump, but. In terms of where I think it actually counts, in terms of lateral movement, defending out in the perimeter, um, I think Mobley's a much better prospect and, and his defensive sort of instincts are a bit more there, which is why I've got him there. My, my biggest hesitation is the fact that he's, he is a center and I don't like drafting centers at the top of draft. They, they are, but but I think I think he's clearly got the highest upside of this group. Um I don't think That's you can really deny that. I, I think, you know, my comp to him is is Anthony Davis light. Um, and and, and another, another throwback here, I don't know if you, you might not have seen many highlights. I haven't seen him play, obviously. He's too, too old for me. But a shorter, quicker Ralph Sampson is another one of my um, uh, comps. You know, thin sort of guy, likes to, likes to shoot a little bit, shot blocker. Um, so those, those are my comps. But... Um, I can't get behind. I can't get behind him being behind Kaminga personally. Uh, we, we might touch on him a bit later, but I think the ceiling is better for Kaminga. That, that's that's what I'll say. Yeah. No. I, well, I don't know. See, I think it, of these group, I think Mobley's got the lower, the the most bust potential. Um, yeah, I'm worried. Oh, you know, he's he's probably the highest bust potential, but I think he's also got the highest ceiling. And and I'm more confident. I'm much more confident with him than Wiseman. You, you heard me last year. I was out on Wiseman. I was not a fan. I didn't, I didn't think he could defend. I didn't think he did anything particularly great. Yes, he was a good athlete, but um, I don't know. I, I was out on Wiseman. But I, I see it in this guy. He's got better ball handling ability, better passing instincts. Seems to be a much smarter defender. Um, there's even a bit of shooting potential there. He's, you know, he shot over, what did he shoot, over 30, 31.5% from three. Um, not not the cleanest looking jump shot, but there's something to work with there. Um, but but from from this tier, I think that depending on the team who's drafting, I'm happy with it. You going with any of the three that I named? Um, you know, say you're Detroit, or oh, probably not Detroit. Let's say you're Houston. I think I think you, sh- you probably shouldn't draft Mobley because you've got a Christian Wood there, for example. And I would be much happier if they drafted a Jalen Green or a Jalen Suggs. Um, would you yeah, obviously you would agree with that? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. One of the comparisons to Mobley actually is Christian Wood. So yeah, I mean, I guess Christian Wood can hit the three. You probably 
I think he's a bit more mobile than Christian Wood, and he's got better defensive instincts. I think he'd be an upgrade over Christian Wood. Definitely got better defensive uh, but, instincts, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, like he 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 could be a game changing kind of player on the defensive end, even if the offense doesn't come. So that's why I think his floor is. I don't think any of these guys will be really a bust, but I think his floor is is still there as that like bare minimum. He's going to be a good defensive center. I think at, at bare minimum, which is which is valuable in the NBA. Um, unlike what Wiseman has, which you know he can sort of been played off the played off the court because of his defensive liabilities. So one question um, I'll ask talk you to me about is um, why yeah. do you, why do you have Suggs above Jalen Green? See, these are the two I've been wrestling, and I could I could swap these around. Um, I just think Suggs is a I think Suggs is a safer pick. Um, I think he's just he's got a higher floor, and there's a world where Jalen Green is like a um, there's a world where Jalen Green is like an Andrew Wiggins type, a scorer, an empty kind of scorer. I, I can see that happening. You look good. I'm also. It, he, 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 oh, he looks great. Uh, clearly the most athletic person in the draft. You know, uh, my comparisons here are, you know, Zach Levine. Yeah, um, that, that's my kind of comparison as well. He is an I think that's the, easy, that's the easy one to make, but it's the, I think it's the most accurate. Um, you know, I'm not going to fight it. So, yeah, I don't know. Have you seen what, his what fader? You, why, like, why have you got him over? His fader honestly reminds me a bit of, and this is why I put him so high, is his fader is very very hard to guard because he gets so high and yes. it kind of reminds me a bit of because Michael Jordan obviously that was his that was his move mm. the, the unguardable <laughs> fader I'm not saying this guy but like it, it reminded Jeez. me a little bit I was like oh how do you defend, how do you defend that that jumper Ooh. it's he makes so much wow so high lofty lofty <laughs> expectations on the young guy <laughs> Jesus Christ Callum so that's why he's my number two I, he, well, if, if anyone reminds me at all of Michael then I, I'll, I'll have to give him the number two <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I just I don't think he's got the I don't know if he's got the ball handling. Um, he's like a that, combo like guy. he'll he's, he's got a bit of ball handling. Yeah, but. he's got a little bit, but not enough to sort of like really separate himself and get the jumper off. Um, that could definitely come. I think it's his big swing factor. Um, I'm also you know defense. Yes, he's got the physical tools. He's long, obviously. Um, but the instinct from what I've seen in terms of the scouting film and stuff like that, I haven't, uh, the raps on him on defense has not been, not been too great. So we'll see. And, and what's, what's the G league, like, what's this G league level at? Like how, how, what is it like compared to college? I mean, it's only just sort of recently been a new thing, you know, players go to the G league instead of, um, college. So I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, I don't know, bigger bodies, I guess, and you've got some NBA athletes in there. Um, but I don't know, is, is the coaching as good? Is the is the overall talent? And I don't know, it, it it's hard, hard question, to gauge. He was clearly the best athlete in the G League, like by far. Oh, like, he's he, the best athlete in the draft. You, you watch him play and he was just, you know, levels above anyone else. Yeah. I think I think a common theme with me is athleticism. I, I bumped down a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm not as keen on athleticism. In general, I just think that 
like the, the MVP this year was fucking Nikola Jokic. Like, look at him. <laughs> he's an anomaly. He is a very special player. He's seven foot. Look, look at Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. He's not an athlete. He is sneaky athletic. People underrate his athleticism. I'll say that. He's strong. He, you know, he like drives you know, by James a lot of Harden. He just, he, he's like a James Harden. He, he looks like James Harden yeah. when he plays. But you can get strong. You, you don't have to be explosive and and like a bunny. You know what I mean? Like, which is what that's what Jalen Green is. He's he's a. He's a springboard. So I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I'm taking into account, and obviously he's in the, my top four, but um, yeah. Talk to me about Jalen Suggs. We haven't touched on him. What, what's, what's your thoughts on him? Um, I just think he's really solid. He's, a, he's probably the safest pick, I think, yeah. in the draft. He'll be a good player for a long time. High IQ, you know, can run a team. Just does everything really well. Um, yep. His comparison, I don't know. I'm not too sure who to compare him with. He's like a solid kind of guard like him i guess he can shoot it pretty well so he's kind of like a uh, do you you have a good comparison i'm I'm struggling to think yeah i've I've got i've got two i'll I'll throw these ones see if you like them i've got a more athletic version of chauncey billups or carl lowry is my that's my kind of comparison i think he's obviously more athletic than those two and those are two i think both of them are all stars um level players but he's, he's bigger than a carl lowry yeah yeah, he's, he's bigger than Kyle Larry. You're definitely that Chauncey Billups kind of kind of size. Yeah. Um, but just solid, smart, can be a team leader. I believe everyone keeps going on back the, going on about the fact that he played um, quarterback in high school or whatever. As if I don't know. I don't think that really means much. But <laughs> he he seems like a bit of a leader. Um, so yeah, I like like you said. I think he's just a safe pick. He's he's a nice solid. He'll be, I think he'll be a borderline all-star, might get to an all-star, a couple few all-star games. Um, so I, I just think he's he's safe. Yeah, he, he's the safe. And, and, and if the team needs a guard, then then obviously he's he's your pick. Yeah. Uh, Br- Brendan Roy, actually, I, I can actually see a bit of that in his game. Oh, yeah. Like, can do yep. a bit of everything. Doesn't jump at you with his athleticism, but still kind of good yep. to boy by people. I think he's sneaky athletic. He's very physical. He... he Attacks the ring, attacks the ring, attacks yeah, the ring. He does attack a lot, um, and he can he can yeah. get that first blow by, which is like all you really need. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't scream. All right, let's move though. on. Let's move on to well, at least this is my next tier. I've got two players in this tier. Um, this first player is going to be. I'm I'm putting my stamp down. This is my guy. This is the guy that I think that from all the other mock drafts, all the other big boards I've seen, um, this is the player that I think that I'm the highest on compared to everyone else. Um, and that is uh, Moses Moody at number five. And at number six, I've got your boy, uh, Jonathan Kaminga. Wow, um, Kaminga. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm a little down on, I guess you could say. I, I don't think he reaches the ceiling of those other guys. I don't know. I feel like there's, there's, he hasn't shown me as much. There's a lot of big wings, like good athletic defensive kind of blue guys that are being speculative yeah. in this draft. And... Jonathan, obviously, Jonathan Kaminga is one of them. Um, Moody is a bit of him, one of those kind of pro, kind of prospects as well. I just think Kaminga has got such a high ceiling. Like, yeah, he's an I athlete. Think he can I, play defense, but he's also got a kind of good post game. Um, he he reminds me a bit of like the comparisons. Kawhi, it's like he plays like Kawhi Leonard because he plays in the post. Oh, I don't think. Nah, I, I'm off on that. I don't know no. about that. Nah, he's not. He's not the. He's not a, not a, as good a defender, I don't think, as Kawhi. Not not, not close. the defender, but like the play style, like offensively, I think his ceiling is obviously a very good defender. He's not gonna. Be he has the surprised. tools. He's got the physical tools, yeah. but yeah, I think it's a bit 
bit early and a bit presumptuous to say Kawhi from the defensive side of things. No, like more, he, more he's the obviously offensive game. Like he kind of picks his spots. Yeah, knows where he likes it and, and can hit a good mid ranger, as well as he's got the tools to become a very good defender. So he's six yeah. eight. He's one of those players who you know he's got the body for it. He's already got a bit of a kind of mid mid range game. Um, he reminds me a bit of um, that that Chicago rookie um, this year. For, in terms of this kind of Oh, uh, Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams, yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. Um, I, I see him, again, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm deducting athleticism points a little bit again. He's, he's, he's a freak athlete. Like one of my comparisons here is like a shorter Blake Griffin in terms of just, you know, coming out of college, Blake Griffin was just obviously a freak athlete. Um, had bounce, had had vertical jump, um, and again, maybe. And, th- and this is what I was going to say. Maybe this is why you're higher on him than I am. But uh, another comp I have is like a like an Aaron Gordon kind of type. You know, he's he's a you know just an athlete, solid defensively, but hasn't really shown much. Still very raw offensively, and so I guess you're projecting that to come along. Whereas I feel like I need to see more now for me to believe it to put him into the top five. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. Is is he a four? Is he a three? Like what is he in the NBA? I think I think his best position would be a four personally. Positionless basketball man. Come on, he can play both. Yeah. Well, no, I know, I know, but like, I don't know. Like on a team, I think he's. I think he's. You know, your, your power forward sort of thing. He's a. Yeah, I think that's his role personally. But, which is fine. He's um, kind of got the weight for it as well. He's two twenty. He's only get it bigger. He's eighteen years old. So, I think you're right. He's got the raw skills. Um, yeah. He hasn't quite proved himself, but I, the, the signs are there, man. Okay, let's let's talk about my guy um, Moses Moody, who I've got at five ahead of Kaminga. This is I'm, I'm planning my I'm planning my fact flag down. He reminds me of a Mikael Bridges sort of type with a bit of Chris Middleton. Is my other player comp? Um, he's a lanky six seven six eight. Um, excellent three-point shooter, great defender on the wing. He's your, he's your, at worst, he's a three and D player in the NBA. Um, at worst, I think that he's got, you know, like top ones or top two scoring ability. Um, shot thirty-eight percent from three, eighteen points. Um, great free throw shooter. Has some sneaky playmaking ability as well. Um, I just, I just think he's he's a very safe pick with with a fair chunk of upside in terms of scoring as well. But at, at worst, he's a, he's a plug and play three and D player. And if you look at this, is what I was referring to before with the Phoenix Suns, these players are so versatile and will go on any team, and they make a championship team because you want you want your your Devin Booker or someone who's your primary scorer, and then the rest of your team you want. 3 and D wings um, that complement and can play defense, stretch the floor, create a bit of their own shot, and then maybe you want to throw in a center in there that can move a little bit on defense. But I just think he's what every team is looking for if they want to build a championship team. So I'm very high on Moses Moody. I know he's usually a bit lower on some people's boards, but um, I'm, I'm planting my flag here. I, I, I big believer. Yeah, I like his game. He's, he's that kind of classic wing at this point in time. He's a good glue guy, I guess. Where do you have him? Where do you have him on your board? I had him at my number eight spot. Okay, so fair enough. I think that's more him. where, yeah, I think that's more where he is. I, I've seen him as low as like like on the the ringer. I think he's at sixteen or something like that. I just think that that's crazy. I think, 
you know, there's players like who, who's ranked ahead of him. Like it was just crazy. Um, you got the, the like Aussie Corey Josh, Kispert, Josh Giddy above him. <laughs> Corey Kispert's ranked ahead of him. Like you've got to be kidding me. Like I, I cannot get behind that at all. They've got Seng Yoon ranked above him. Franz Wagner. Yeah, um, I think he's he's ahead of all those players quite comfortably just because of his um, two way ability. So um, all aboard the Moses Moody train. Who, who have you got at six? So my six was um, another kind of. I, I just I just like his game, Keon Johnson. Um, good athlete. Okay. I feel like he, I think that's the thing that screams at me, right? He, he, this man is an athlete, <laughs> so yeah. he's he's pretty raw currently. Um, yeah. Bit of a prospect, let, let's face it, but athlete, which I know that you love. We, you touched on it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I think I think that's the theme of my my big board. I, I'm down on athletes. Down You've got to show me more. I yeah. I'm high on athletes. I'm I'm the complete okay. opposite. I saw it's this good. guy. I saw his highlights. I'm like, this man is a freak. He just needs yep. it to click and. Um, he should be a pretty good player. So that's great. Great defender. His rap. He's got good raps as a defensive player as well. That, that's um, true. His on ball defense and and off ball defense. I, I was watching some of his highlights, and he is he sticks to you like glue. So yeah. that right there can go into the NBA. He's, he's six five six six. So he definitely can, you know, kind of really kind of hand some guys on on the perimeter, um, as well as be big enough to guard your wings. So. I think on that yep. defensive end, he, he's already got a spot in the NBA, like right there. Um, but and with his explosive athleticism, I like he, if you get some kind of shot to go with it, like that—that's the full game, right? Inside, outside, can dunk. Yep. You know, just a rim rim runner defense. I'm a fan. I'll tell you. Okay, uh, no, and I, I think that's where he's normally ranked. I think that's that's like the sort of spot that I see him pop up the most. Um, I'm. I'm a bit down on Keon. <laughs> I will say this. He is in my next tier. Like, he's not far away. But in terms of my big board, I've got him ranked uh, 12th. Um, so, oh, a little bit, little bit further back at the end that. of the lottery. Uh, <laughs> I just think, I think you need to... I, I need to see more than just good defender, good athlete. I don't know. Like, he reminds you of like an Isaac Okoro or like a higher upside Andre Robertson, which sounds like a, like I'm throwing shade, but um, I don't know. I just, I need more. You, you've got to be able to create your own shot. You've got to at least be able to, be able to hit an open three. He shot 31% from three point percentage and his shot does not, it doesn't look broken, but it, it, it doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence in terms of it's going to get there. Um Sorry, I, I, sorry, I made it. I was reading the wrong one. Actually, twenty six percent from three, so even even worse than what I said before. Um, so that doesn't, I don't know, that doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. Defensive specialist, Le- dude. It, it'll, it'll click. He's got years. I, I realize that I'm on the minority here, but I just I, I don't see it. I think there's a lot of players in here that I think have a, a higher upside. I think he'll be a solid player, but I don't I don't really see star potential when I see Keon, which may be not what you're drafting for at this point, but. I don't know. There's other players here that I'd like a little bit better, but I, I know I'm in the minority, and I'll put my hand up to say that. Don't don't really see it. Um, all right, let's go through. I've got this is where I'm, I'm starting to bunch up a lot of players. So I've got six players in this next tier. Um, we'll run through them a little bit quicker. Maybe we'll just touch on them a, a bit shorter now from here on. I've got at seven again another person that I'm pretty high on, probably higher on than most. Trey Mann. Um, at eight, I've got Scotty Barnes. At nine, I've got the Aussie, Josh Giddy. We'll talk, talk about him a little bit. I've got Kai Jones at 10. 
Then I've got Jaden Springer at 11 and obviously Keon Johnson at 12 in the same, the one tier. So I think that they're, they're all pretty interchangeable there. Not, not much separating them, but um, what are your thoughts about any of those players stick out to you in, in your head? Um, I do like, like I'm a fan of Scotty Barnes. He was my next pick and I kind of would have okay. probably chucked him in the same tier with um, yep. with your Scotty or Scotty Barnes and Keon Johnson. I think they're pretty, pretty similar. Yep. Scotty Barnes is a bit bigger, the being the six nine, so I think he really has got, you know, that defensive upside once again. He's athletic. Mm. Um, he can like, you know, he, he averaged four assists as well, so he, he can actually somewhat pass the ball. So I mean, he he basically played point guard in in college, from my understanding. I think he pretty much dribbled the ball up the court and 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 was their de facto point guard. Well, yeah, um, over there, four so. assists. He's obviously got the ball in his hand a fair bit. One and a half steals, yeah. half a block. So. Yeah. I feel like all the signs kind of are there. You know, the point forward is obviously what everyone wants. Um, and then I think he's a defensive kind of specialist. So I, I like him. I like his upside. So he, he would be the next guy. He's got his yelling at me. As I said, he'd be in my same tier. I then think there's probably a bit of a, a drop-off kind of after that. Okay. Um, I guess yep. you could throw Moody in, in that category as well in that same tier. But that was pretty yeah, much you had him at eight. what rounded out yep. my, my six, seven, eight spot. Yeah, um, and and then after that, I think that was probably yeah a bit more of a drop off in my opinion. Yeah, okay, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. I think I think my point um, again going back to Keon Johnson and the Scotty Barnes comparison, they're both like defensive oriented players. I just like the size of Scotty Barnes a bit better, and I like his playmaking ability. Both have horrible jump shots, and Scotty Barnes's jump shot probably looks even further away than what Keon's looks like in terms of mechanics. But even. Even if he doesn't develop that good of a jump shot, he still has a role in the NBA. Like a la, my comps are like Kyle Anderson or his ceiling, and I'm talking ceiling. He, I don't think he's going to get there, but his ceiling is Draymond Green esque um, in terms of that defensive orientated, um, powerful swing guy that can switch and play small ball center, but also push it up the, the floor and, and and play the role. But he needs to have the right team around him, I think, to get the most out of him. So. Uh, I'll sort of, yeah, see how we go there. What, what are your thoughts on on my guy at number seven here, Trey Mann? Um, have you have you had much research into my guy Trey? I've, I've not looked at any research. I'll do some now, just for you. <laughs> but if you want to take the lead, I'll, I'll take the lead. I, I'm a big, big raps on this man. And anyone who's who's not familiar with Trey Mann, um, look up some of his highlights because this guy. He he is a shifty ball creator. He's a three-level scorer. And what I mean by that, he can score from three, score from the mid-range, get into the paint. He's a great free-throw shooter. Um, handles, um, a lot of people have been saying he's, my, my, comp, my comps for him is he's a taller Kemba light. As in, he's probably not got the handles that Kemba had when he came out of college, but the probably the best handle I've seen since Kemba um, and, and obviously, and another comparison would be a, a bit CJ McCollum-ish. He's going to come in and he's going to be scoring in the NBA. Um, there's a little bit of concerns about his defense, although I think he's six foot five. Um, so at, at the point guard, I think that he has the size to at least be passable on defense. Um, I don't think he's going to be like a Trey Young on the defensive end, end kind of thing. Um, some people also compare him to Shea Gilders Alexander, who he kind of represents and looks like physically, although I think Shea is probably a better better defender than he is. So 40% from three, you know, I think 
as a 50, 58% true shooter, as a point guard, six foot five. Um, I just think he's got all the tools um, to just hit the ground running in the league. Um, so big fan of big fan of Trey Mann. Um, so, but I, obviously it, the team would need a point guard, need some offense. He's not going. I don't think he's ever going to be a plus defender. Um, but I just think with his offensive capabilities, that's enough to get yourself in this tier for me. Does he have like true point guard kind of skills, or is he more the combo guard? He's probably he's definitely a score first point guard, but I do think he has the ability to get those involved. Um, like he's not ever going to be a Chris Paul or anything like that, but he has the ability of like a yeah, like like I said, like a Kemba Walker kind of type is probably the best comparison in terms of play style I can say. But he's six foot five, so that that just hides the defensive sort of negative that someone like Kemba has. Um, but in terms of getting people involved, I'd say they're probably pretty, pretty similar. Um, so not horrible and pretty good, especially if you've got other playmakers on the team. I think it works really well. Um, let's talk about let's talk about Josh Giddy, the Aussie. He was my next guy <laughs> at nine. I'm, I'm a bit annoyed we never went to see any Adelaide 36ers yeah, game, Cal. We should have gone to see him play. I'm actually a bit let down <laughs> yeah. as well. Like we could have seen him yeah. in our eyes. We're, we're too late into the season, into, into draft season. But um, what, what are your thoughts on, on Josh Giddy? He's obviously six foot eight, big point guard. Um, you know, I, I've, seen, I've seen both ends of the spectrum in terms of big boards out there. Um, bit of a wide gap between him. What, what are your thoughts? I um like he looks like a great passer playmaker. That's that's what they're kind yeah. of pumping him up to be, right? Yeah. Um, which, he looks amazing as a passer. He, he is. Look, he finds guys in the open space. He's legit, kind of like six eight. So he's he's got the skills. He does. I feel like the one comparison I'm I'm giving him, which is not a positive one, because I'm not, I'm not completely sold on him. Um, <laughs> I kind of have him more towards the, the later end of the lottery, maybe like a fourteenth, which a lot of other people have as well. Um, yeah, no, that's. I think that's fair. Just I, think I don't really um, see the athleticism there. Yes, he can pass well, and the IQ helps. But um, I, I kind of, this is what people were saying a bit about Denny Advia when he when he came out of the draft, uh, this most recent draft, and yeah. um, that Wizards team honestly was really bad. I guess he's a he's a rookie, but outside of Bradley Beal and, and Westbrook, everyone sucked. Um, and. and <laughs> Denny, yeah, look, he won the starting position, but I feel like yeah, I feel like th- this guy just kind of reminds me a bit of um of a Denny Advia, so I, I'm not super high yeah. on him personally. Look, I, I I think I think it's a fair comparison, but I think he's he's uh, I would say he's a much better passer. Um, I think he's another tier in terms of um, creator in there. I think. I think he is legitimately. You could compare him to Alonzo or Lamelo Ball in terms of his passing ability, um, and obviously the heights will, will garner those kind of comparisons as well. But I don't think he's the scorer that uh, probably that um, Lamelo is. I think I think his best comparison is Alonzo Ball or like a big Ricky Rubio, he's if that not, makes he's sense. Quick enough to be compared to any of the Ball boys. Come on, like. I'm looking at some. Yeah, no, he, he's not. He, he is. He's lacking that athleticism and, and lateral quickness, which is probably his biggest weakness. Yeah, um, I'm reading is, Joe Ingles um, and Carl Anderson, which I actually don't hate. I don't hate those comparisons. Yeah, I don't mind Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is a good, good comp. Um, not not you know, another Aussie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but but Joe Ingles has probably got a better shot than he does, um, and probably not quite as talented as a passer. Um, 
So I don't know. Uh, he's he's a bit of a, a mystery to me. I, I wouldn't, like I said, he's in this tier where he could probably go as low as 12th for me. Um, but in terms of star upside, if everything aligns, I, I, I think that there is there is some upside here. Um, but <laughs> When on your weakness chart, you've got shooting and defense. I, I, just, I, I can't give it to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not super high on you. That's like, oh, what's his weakness? I, I think, he can't shoot. I think the shooting, defense. Like, oh. the shooting... The shooting I can see coming around. I think, especially throughout the season, he's gotten better. Uh, I don't think the defense is ever going to be there, personally. Um, I think that's always <laughs> going to be agree. a weakness. But... But I think the shooting can can not only be not a negative, it could maybe turn into a slight positive. Um, he needs to make the shot quicker. Um, he's got a slow shot, but I think he's getting more comfortable. He's one of the youngest in this draft, by the way. I think he might be the youngest in the draft. Um, so there's time and there's potential, but I do agree that he's a bit more of a project than anyone else we've sort of mentioned. Um Let's let's go on to my uh, let's talk really quickly uh, my ten and eleven, Kai Jones and Jaden Springer. Did you have them in your top ten? Um, I did not. No. Who who are your top uh, your next two? By the way, I think I know you, so you said you I had, had um yeah. I had Jalen Johnson at my number nine. Um, oh yep. I then had um who you probably didn't have in your list. I, I just like him. Uh, Usman Garabu. Garabu. Ah uh, yes. Uz- Garuba. Garuba, I think, is yes. Um, he, I've got him a bit further down, but I, I do know him. Yeah, pl- plays Real Madrid. Just an absolute hustler. Yeah. Blocks a lot of shots. Yeah. He reminds me a bit of Draymond Green, um, without I guess the passing. But he's this really smart kind yeah. of guy who I think could help a lot of teams. So obviously yeah. your, your small ball five is what he's made for. So Garuba, I'm kind of high on. Yeah, I, I, I see. I think. You take away the the passing from Draymond Green and and what is he? I mean, I don't know. I, <laughs> Defensive player of the year. I see. Defensive player of the year. I mean, yeah, if I, yeah, and I I see that. I I don't know if he's that's a pretty big comparison to sort of give a someone who's playing for Real Madrid um, over there. But I, I do. Some people really like this guy. I think he is. He's got the chops. I I kind of see him more of as just like a a role player. Um, so I don't know if he's worthy of going in the lottery. I've got him just outside. Um, I, I see some Kenneth Fareed kind of vibes with him, just like that hustle player. But, you know, how much is that really? I don't know. I think, I think it, it's, like he's, he's solid. Than, uh... I would agree. I would agree. Probably some more passing instincts as well. Yeah. And who was your other guy? Jalen Johnson, Jalen Johnson at nine. Just another wing, another prospect. Like the two-way, can play defense. He's got the tool. I think he's about 6'8". Um, yeah. Everyone, everyone wants a wing. So he, he's up yeah. there. The other next couple guys is Davian Mitchell, who's meant to be that kind yeah. of defensive specialist kind of guard, combat guard. Um, yeah. Offensively, not huge, but his three-point shot looks okay. So I, I can see a good like a team that would fit him. He fits a, a certain build, obviously, but someone like a New Orleans when you've already got your point forward or, yeah. or, or even like a, a Mavericks when you've got Luka. He, he's a feisty yeah. kind of guy that you could bring and If he hits the open three, if he learns that, he could be quite useful in the NBA. And then um, another guy was um, Sengen, who was the he was the uh, MVP yeah. of Turkey. Um, Eighteen years old. Yes, got a bit of a Alperin Sengun or Sengwin, or I can't pronounce Whatever his name. It is. But yeah, look, I'm, I'm probably butchering <laughs> it as well. But MVP of the Turkey League is something. Put up big numbers. He did. He did. He's more of a yeah. post player, so I'm not too sure how yeah. it will relate. But he's got really good footwork. Um, yes, he does. And he's, he's a legit six ten. Like, he's a big dude. He's probably fits for like the center role. In, in this NBA, yep. it, I'm not too sure where it will work, but I can see the potential there for him. 
Yep. I don't, I don't model those picks. They're all there and abouts for me. I think the player that I'm highest on that you listed there was Davion Mitchell. He's obviously an older player. He's, what is he, a senior in, in, in college? I think he's 22 or 23. So he's coming in older. There's a lot of questions around his jump shot. I think he struggled with his jump shot the first few years, but this year had a huge leap, um, shot over 40% from three. So whether or not that's legit, I have my doubts. His mechanics look fine. He looks like he looks confident in the shot. So perhaps he's just done a lot of work in there, but maybe he's not a 40% shooter from three. Maybe he's more like a 35, 36% shooter. Um, so, you know, 40% is, is you're a good shooter there. So I don't know if that's going to be completely translatable, but the defense is going to be there. Um, definitely someone who's got a spot in the NBA just for that alone. Um, I think he would go really well on a go- on a Golden State Warriors, for example, if they can snag him with that pick 14. I think that would be excellent for them because um, he's someone who could contribute right away, defend players that you know you can hide Steph Curry. Um, so I really like that for them. Um, one other, and I and I had Jalen Johnson also in my in my lottery at 14 as well. So I had Davian Mitchell 13 and Jalen Johnson 14 to round out my my lottery there. Um, Last ones that we haven't touched on, I want to circle back to Jaden Springer, uh, who you didn't mention. Um, I, I really like him as like a Davion Mitchell comparison, but maybe two or three years younger, um, maybe with a little bit more upside. He reminds me of like a Marcus Smart almost in a way, defensive, strong-bodied point guard slash shooting guard, um, maybe with a little bit more offensive potential than Marcus Smart. Um, but I do do like him. I think he has potential to be a starting point guard in the NBA. Yeah, maybe like a Kyle uh, which Lowry. Is, yeah, like like a Kyle Lowry. I think he's a bit bigger than Kyle Lowry again, but uh, and maybe not the, quite the offensive or shooting. He, he shot a good percentage, but on low attempts. So I'm I'm wondering what that's about. Maybe if you know a team can get in and see him in a shoot around, and he actually is just bombing away from threes, his stock actually would rise a bit. So I'm a bit skeptical of the jump shot at this point, but the mechanics look fine. Um, and Kai Jones, I'm actually uh, he's someone who has made his way up my board as I've been researching um, a lot. Probably started close to like 20 or 18, but he's been coming in hot in my my board. Looks like a bit of a like a Christian Wood. Or like a like a bigger, taller Siakam almost as like a ceiling. Just a hustle player. Loves loves to drive to the rim. Has a bit of a handle for a six eleven big guy. Came off the bench in college, so he's still pretty raw. But just the physical tools look really really enticing. Um, he's so. a bit older too. He is pretty raw, but he's twenty years old. So he's got like a couple of years on some of these guys. Yeah. Apparently he only picked up basketball at the age of sixteen or something Which like that. I however, so think he's it's a, bit of a red flag. To be honest, do you think it's a red flag? I see. I see it the other way. I see it as a positive. He's picking it up quick. Look, I, look. I would say I think there's a reason that Giannis can't carry a team to a championship, and there's a reason that someone like Luca could. So that that man's been playing since Fair he was enough. three. Sometimes I'll you, you throw need another... those kind of fun, those basic fundamentals from a young age. I'll throw I'll throw another name at you though. Joel Embiid was a late. He was a late adopter of basketball. Um, someone who he's only picked a, up the game at he, he age 15 or so. He's a specimen. He's like a legit 7'2", bigger than anyone. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. He's uh, And obviously, um, 
he, the other guy that we're talking about, Kai Jones, is not not that kind of a specimen. But he's got the physical tools. He is a very um, explosive athlete, yeah, yep. and can move laterally, has a bit of a handle, showed a little bit of touch from the outside as well. So um, he's probably a higher upside, maybe a little bit more of a, a swing for the fences kind of pick, but but someone I do do really like. All right, well, we might call it there. Any, any, anything else you want to touch on regarding the draft? We're going we're gonna to talk about this a bit more in the future, though, when we um, know the order. But anything, any last words? Uh, I think there is a this, lot of good, um, good wings um, to be picked up in, in this lottery. So something to look out for. Usually it's a bit of hit and miss. So maybe one of these guys could be the next Kawhi. You never know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe we'll see someone come through. Um, I think I think there's it's top heavy this draft. I like those that top four. I think you've got four players who um, you might say five, but I think there's four players that you can literally see, uh, legitimately see, be all stars from this this class, um, and then maybe one or two surprises that come through. So um, very top heavy draft, um, and I'm excited. We we find out the um, the lottery in how long now? Maybe a week or so, two weeks I think from now. Um, so that's when we'll touch on this and we'll actually actually have some mock drafts to go through. This will actually um, be some, one of the best um, like lotteries to actually watch because there's so much riding in this lots for a, to, a lot of teams. <laughs> lots of teams that have got a picks on the line. Uh, yeah, some players can lose picks. So yeah, lots of fallout, lots and lots of fallout. I'm very excited to see where Golden State Warriors are. If they get their second pick off the Timberwolves, that will be a big one. Um, I think is it is it Houston could lose it if it's outside the top three few different things to happen there so very exciting all right well we might call it there if you love nba and you love nba draft fantasy basketball which we'll also do when the season starts to get closer hit us up on twitter at ball boys nba like the video subscribe and we will catch you guys next time see ya